0: Hi, I'm Chinny.
1: and I'm Astrid,
0: and welcome to It's the Continent, the podcast that widens access to African history. We're also the co-authors of the book by the same name. You can find out more information about us on itsacontinent.com. So we're here to challenge the common misconception that Africa is a country and appreciate the identity of each nation. And through each episode, we'll be exploring key historical moments which have shaped the continent.
1: Hello, we're here in person, we never do, actually this is the first time we've done this. This is our first kind of live interview and yeah, we are here with Juliana. Just thought we'd have a catch up, talk about podcasting, book, a book that we've been mentioning a couple of times but we haven't really been talking about it that much really. No, no, not that much. What book? What book? (laughs) But yeah, honestly, I'm so excited to have this conversation and just, yeah, yeah,
2: catch up, catch up yes wow where do i start like i feel like i'm just taking over right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: please do please do
2: <laughs> so yeah, i'm sure like first of all congratulations on the podcast the book launch like it's so incredible to see the evolution like amazing
0: yeah yeah so congr- never expected it Never expected. surreal it. <laughs> yeah
1: surreal is yeah is the word definitely yeah, yeah over the past two years it's definitely wow.
0: the word
2: so yes yeah, for those of the listeners who don't know like who its continent is who you guys are like you just obviously this feels a bit weird because it's on your post yeah <laughs> yeah but i think we
1: can reintroduce ourselves because <laughs> now you, you know you've yes. got our faces it's all it's all technical and digital out here <laughs> um so i'm astrid and i'm Chinny. and yeah we've been doing it's a continent podcast for two years we started it just a little bit before lockdown the whole mm-hmm. covid happened but yeah, it's really helped us, actually. I don't think w- how we would have survived the COVID years oh, without obviously. having the podcast mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. we focus on African history. So we take a country and then discuss a particular moment in its history and say, you know, what was going on in there. And yeah, our listeners get to learn alongside us because we're not historians. No. We just <laughs> learn as we go. We learn as we go. So, yeah. Let's
2: take it back
1: to before the podcast. Mm-hmm. How do you two meet?
2: Unless Ooh. you did meet during COVID. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: exactly. imagine a bit, no, way no. too much activity. No, um, no. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we met twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen, yeah. Oh, wow. Internship. The black nod. <laughs> the black nod. That is uh, yeah. Has really sealed our fate in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we looked across the table, the only two black girls, you know how it is? White spaces, internships, and you're like you know, you do the little nods. Because mm-hmm. everyone was like,
1: they had told us, okay, it's best probably that you guys live together. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was like, like, nobody was talking to me right now. <laughs> and it's my obvious one. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay, I'm receiving a nod of acknowledgement and mm-hmm. I know I'm living with her. And yeah, that was it. That was literally it. The that nod sealed the friendship. It, sealed it. Really? And yeah. <laughs> we've just, yeah, been in contact since. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Literally. So then I'm assuming you ended up living
0: with each other?
1: Yeah, we lived together. In Reading. Worked in the same company. Yep. Then I followed her again. Well,
0: we were another company. <laughs> <In> another company. <laughs> um,
1: but, um, yeah, and we've just kept in touch and have always wanted to have a project together. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, it just... Perfect yeah. timing. I don't know what I know. It sounds so much like a film, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, it was all about the timing." But honestly, it was really good timing in terms of where we were at and what we wanted to do, and just like beyond the sort of like day job and having that sense of like just creativity
0: because, say, yeah. we're quite creative people. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I always I was like, okay, I was writing stuff like magazines and things, but when Astrid said, oh, "Should we do a podcast?" I was like. That's why I bought my Mac, like obviously. I'd bought my Mac like years ago, being like one day, one day, I'm not sure what on, but you never know. Mm. So yeah, it literally was a bit like the Jacob Zuma meme.
1: (laughs) You had to bring it to some sort of (laughs) meme. She'll make a meme reference and a football reference. (laughs) It was
0: Jacob Zuma. Zuma, it just aligned.
2: Where are you actually from? It's a continent, it's about, well. obviously, the spend in the nation Africa is a continent. Mm-hmm. So where on the continent
0: do you guys come, come from? Yep, so like many other people, is it one in five? I don't know what the stat is now, because uh, it's yeah. getting it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> but yes. It's probably but. one in two. <laughs> <laughs> Nigerian. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Half Edo states and half um, Abia states, half Ibo, half Edo, nice. um, which, you know. Not a common combination, I must mm. say. But um.
1: still <laughs> Nigerian. But still Nigerian.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I'm
1: Congolese, so from the Democratic Republic of Congo and yeah, but grew up in Devon. So um, yeah, as my mum liked to say, we were one of the first few black people there. It's not like accurate, but... It gives, probably is, because I right, think we're one of the first f- few black people in South End to be honest. Oh, okay. We I'll End. claim it then as my historical but probably, moment. Yeah, yeah probably.
2: But yeah, that's, that's me really. Do you think you guys living in places that weren't predominantly, I guess diverse has given you a sort of different angle to this topic of africa as a continent and the richness of it
0: i think it's because we heard it a lot more where we were because we did get the comments. i did get the comments about you know is it a jungle mm-hmm. you know what was that, oh have islands. you like lions you know that's a lot more common in those environments i think so mm-hmm. it's a bit more heightened than you already are exposed to that you don't have to wait until you start a full-time job to be exposed to microaggressions like they literally start you your five, you know, which yeah. is quite traumatic. Actually, it's not so funny. Yeah, it's actually but, quite, um, we're used to it. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, microaggression. Okay, like here we go again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think it probably heightened our feelings towards wanting people to that educating piece, really, mm. um, because it just highlighted how the education system has essentially failed because people are still asking us these questions.
2: <laughs> In terms of like starting the podcast, how did you go about like the planning the how did that happen? Or was it just conversations? Like, how did the conversations
1: evolve? I feel like we communicate a lot, but we don't actually say a lot of words. We just give each other a look and then it just sort of happens. It's, it's really,
0: we don't, we, there, are, there are no we words. But look, the we funny don't. thing is, we actually record blind. So we don't, <laughs>
1: we don't actually see. We're so other. sick of each other. <laughs> like,
0: so, so the first funny. few episodes we'd record like in a typical studio and then COVID came along, we're like, oh, what do we do? I was like, well, you know, let's just do a phone call, record it yeah. internally and then like record it internally, and, you know, do the production in another software. It's actually much easier, I think. Yeah, yeah. We don't even, we don't, we, li- we don't see each other when we record. <laughs> Which is really weird, actually, thinking about it. So I'm just used <laughs> to being like, I could close my eyes, literally. Yeah, just well, do- i want to read the script. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's yeah. quite weird it's quite <laughs> in that weird. sense. That <laughs> So
2: um, I guess you guys have like a, what's it called when you have a good um, rapport with each other?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we balance kind of each other in terms of like, <laughs> I think we do, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like, yeah, I, I think it's a really nice balance that we create with it. And we always kind of like check in with each other and the other person. So I think it's really helpful to have someone who, is that because I feel like doing this podcast with someone who was exactly the same as me would drive me mad oh,
0: yeah.
1: um, so it's nice to have someone who's different and can actually say oh what about this and like mm. yeah oh gosh I was about to go all corporate be like positively challenged but um, <laughs> but no like in a really good way because we're both like do you know what this is we never expected it to get to where we are now mm. and when we started it we were very much like We get our friends and family to listen to it. We get to learn, and I think that's the good thing about it. It wasn't about putting out content for other people; it was content and information for for us, in a sense. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's so nice to see that it's resonated with so many other people, and that's what I like about it. Is like the reason why we love it, and the reason why we do it, especially combining with a full time job, is the fact that we're learning and mm-hmm. we're enjoying we're still enjoying learning about things and we'll send each other stuff on social and text and stuff and be like oh my gosh you should cover this so I think mm-hmm. that's nice and I think yeah. that's what's kind of the passion behind yeah, it. yeah behind sure. it just keeps yeah, it going yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly you
2: can definitely feel it like I remember yeah. listening to your first episode I was like so like I'm learning yeah. so much yeah, but yeah there's yeah. banter as well like I'm yeah. Laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About yeah. As well. So, would you say
1: that that's the same in your friendship as well? Like that level of love? Yeah. It's basically because I think when we started it, because it basically was like, probably let's do a podcast. Chinny took out her laptop and started like writing things and researching courses and how we can like mm-hmm. get the right tools and equipment and stuff. But I do think like, yeah, our relationship has really helped kind of like the process. It's mm. a bit like when Chinny and I watch a documentary, we love a documentary. Mm-hmm. We have a glass of wine. <laughs> and then we're literally just like throwing shade. So and like, that's a basically what that's you it. experience in the pod is me and Chinny watching a documentary yeah. and just like... Yeah, just go
0: for it. Go for <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, that's basically it. So talk to me about the
2: process of moving from audio to the written word. So translating that sort of lightheartedness, but also a level of seriousness about history. Mm. Talk to me about how that translated
0: into you guys writing the book so like in terms of the process we even within the podcast we do script the podcasts to a degree so it was similar in a sense because yes we we normally would script the podcast anyway but now we're like oh we actually have to like reference reference like, like I have to yeah. go. Like, was harvard refer- we had to actually go back and do all that kind Throw of go back stuff. to uni we, yeah just really make sure that it's properly not that i mean hey it's all factual on our podcast i must say but it's just proper due diligence when it mm. comes to writing things um and then also finding some topics remain the same. Other topics have been changed just because mm-hmm. of their relevance. And the podcast is quite different because it can be quite reactive. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we decided to do that oil episode because we saw a documentary on um, coca uh, production in Ghana. We are like, this is another example of this kind yeah. of behavior. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the book, you're like, oh, okay, well, when you decide it's kind of stuck, isn't it? You mm-hmm. can't update, update it us. unless you like have another <laughs> issue. So yeah um the podcast is more reactive than the book but mm-hmm. the book's still like a good yeah
1: it's definitely a good the, entry point yeah yeah definitely. and i think that's something with both the podcast and the book we never claim it to be an encyclopedia no. there's wikipedia out there guys you know what i mean i can give you we can <laughs> the notes <laughs> we'll have like a little link insert. yeah we yeah, I mean, can i
0: wikipedia <laughs> wormhole yeah you can like, 11 p.m i'm on wikipedia yeah like, that's there's
1: youtube <laughs> channels do you know <laughs> what i mean we're not we're so, not that there's a lot of good resources out there exactly. but it's about the things that interest us, the things that we get from listeners that interested. us, we're like, oh, actually, yeah, that's as, as well. As yes. well. That, we really like that, um, so send it to
0: us. I think, was it the Chagos Islands that we got yes. researched? Yes, so Did we it? had a listener that sent us a whole piece on the Chagos Islands, mm-hmm. and she was like, these are my Kindle notes. These are, no. you know, this is, these are some articles I've read about this. This is a documentary you can watch. And she was like, I know that you guys can just string together an episode. And that's how we, that's how that came about. So if you
1: fancy doing that, then we're also (laughs) yeah. Because I think it really does, because I was like, when we got it, we are like, oh my gosh, this is super, this is what we do. And for someone to send it and be like, you guys are doing it, so fancy putting this together in a podcast. Well, yeah, we feel like people need to learn
0: about this and we're learning. So yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, Whereas within the book form, it's slightly different because then you, sometimes the topic, okay, I have to, it's, got to be quite decisive or mm. you know it, not necessarily reactive in that sense but yeah. it's, it is quite it's more similar than than you think just because of the scripting mm-hmm. aspect of the podcast
2: no that makes sense i was going to say how does it feel to know that there's people
1: like engaging with what you guys are sharing
2: Just in general, actually. Freaks me
1: out a little bit. Only because I'm like, when people are like, oh my gosh, I went to an event uh, a couple of weeks ago and someone was like, oh, you're that girl who does It's a Continent podcast.
0: I was like, (laughs) ah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're like, yeah, but I'm so like... Someone said that to me at recess and I was very scared. (laughs)
2: like, oh my God.
1: (laughs) As you can tell, we're very pro at this podcast alive, life. We're very good at it. But yeah, it honestly surprises me and I'm like... Because it's basically just having a chat with Chini and I and it doesn't feel like there's other people listening. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so I feel just feel like, oh yeah, no, we've got that chat booked in, half six. Yeah, we'll be focusing on this country and this is the topic. We'll go through it, record it. And then it kind of goes out there. So that's the kind of point where my
0: brain stops with it. I don't know about you. And then you forget because then the next morning you're like, oh, the episode is out. Then you look and you're like, oh, that many people have people, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: did release that. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah <exactly. laughs> But it's really nice to know that lots of people are learning along with us. Mm. And, and as, as we said before, it's the interaction that we have with our listeners and the whole and topics and we do topic polls on our Instagram mm. all the time and we get a lot of suggestions mm. and that's that's actually how we plan our episodes to be honest. We can kind of crowdsource the topics mm. from our yeah. audience.
2: or well, where and where did you write did you find your did you write together? Did you write separately?
1: That was arrived when it came to the actual writing process. So we wrote, we split it, we kind of decided and kind of had thoughts on kind of topics that we wanted to cover mm-hmm. and things. And so then we would do little check ins and go on retreats and things. It is intense because I don't even know how we got through it because it was working full time. You then have the podcast because we still wanted to keep that still up. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. You then have to write the book. And as part of the book there's a whole other process around getting yourself out there and getting answering questions around like what do you want the cover to look like and all of a sudden you're thinking i didn't even think about that i'm just thinking about writing so it's just there's so many other bits and pieces so yeah i feel like we did really well in terms of how we split it but then actually being able to question each other's kind of writing because we write slightly differently as well mm-hmm. um so it was nice to kind of then find a middle ground between that so i think it was a nice way of because I think we would have been writing it forever if we both were at the same time like yeah, together. Yeah,
0: because like at, at the beginning I'd say it was more separate because once we decided our topics then you would then like write separately and then as you get closer to the end of the process you then become more collaborative because you have to find like a common voice between mm. the two of us but then it's like not too much this way, not too much that way. It's kind of like a middle point because mm. we, we really don't want the tones to sound off yeah
1: because it would have sounded very initially it
0: sounded very off yes, <laughs> so yes. It was like, like, well,
1: one of us is quite formal i'll, I'll let
0: you guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was moments where you're like are we actually going to be using that
0: word i'm just like it is not a dissertation yeah <laughs> i didn't get to write one
1: so i kind of felt the needle was like okay i'm going to make this happen guys i'm finally right
2: how did you like balance um writing and working your secret job and <laughs> everything in between like how do you balance all of that because it seems to have happened like so super it quickly it was very quickly very
0: quick to be honest it sounds a bit weird but lockdown kind of helped a bit because it cut off the social aspect. because i then didn't feel bad that i wasn't going out because there was nothing to go out to so it kind of helped in that sense it was though that that winter where it was just literally just right 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 because right. there was nothing else to do right mm-hmm. so i don't know what would if it was a typical people out and about i think it would be very hard to be honest yeah, to have turned it harder. around that quickly yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely we made it happen Yeah, in terms of just like how we work together and just being able to help each other out through the process and where we're like Oh, this is going wrong and everything is going wrong, you then pick each other up. So I honestly don't know how people write by themselves. Yeah, nice. <laughs> like yeah. it's quite it's it's a lot to go through and a lot of decisions, a lot of things to keep up with that you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's nice to just be like, Oh, it's a bit it's not going great at the moment. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. How um I don't think I asked this, but how did you get approached about writing the book? Like how did yeah, how did you feel when you found out or like, yeah, what was the process about?
0: yeah so i posted i was just posting the podcast everywhere as you do and i posted on this facebook group because i'm still on facebook for the groups groups are good groups are good, <laughs> mm, groups are good. Um, <laughs> so i was on like a people of color journalism type group and i thought okay I might be able to get some guests or people interested so i just posted oh you know we have a podcast that's new and this is what we do if anyone knows of anyone or anyone who wants to be a guest please let me know kind of thing mm-hmm. and then Joel then commented oh, i love this podcast. oh that's nice got someone who likes our podcast
1: <laughs> we still love those so yeah. tell, if you like it please tell, share it to us we still get excited by that
0: and then we don't get um yeah uh, i get a facebook messenger message which i mean i'm not on facebook messenger like that so i probably didn't see it for a while then i was like oh, she said oh really interested hi you know like i'm from um coronet you know i'm interested in perhaps turning your podcast into a book and i was like Oh, okay <laughs> so that screenshot sent to Astrid and that that was really it that to be was honest. it yeah wow. kind of took it from there yeah well, what was the feeling like how did you feel I mean at the time it was um because we still had to do like a, you know a book proposal etc cetera, etc cetera. so it was a lot of hard work and it was mm. a bit like applying for a job that you, your life depends on it that kind of thing because that was what it felt yeah, like yeah we, like, we like oh we, like pulling together the uh, proposal and things like that
1: yeah it was yeah. really um just surprising because we were like we were just not even a year in we weren't even a yeah year we weren't in. even a oh, year no. in we yeah no. so we were just like oh we get to do this really cool creative thing called a this, podcast this and it's it. about history <laughs> so we were just like having enjoying ourselves and we're like oh it'll grow we'll just see how it goes yeah so to be approached and actually be like oh my gosh people are actually not in a bad way obviously people listen because it's really good but no. just be like wow People it are resonates. listening, and it resonates yeah. with them, and they're really enjoying it. And I think not just from the publisher perspective, but also just some of the. Um, we went on BBC Radio Ulster.
0: Ooh, yeah, that's, that's Northern Ireland. Oh wow! Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> we literally got approached. By was, um, <laughs> yeah, producer message us on Instagram or something, just being like, "Oh, you know, my presenter really likes your show." So it's all completely yeah. different. he was literally and... so the presenter John Tull was like
1: his son yeah. his son listened yeah. to our podcast and was yeah. like dad you've got to have them on it's that element it's that organic sort of people sharing it between each other because yeah. i guess that's how you find podcasts right and i think that's the bit that i quite like that people are just finding it and being like oh it'd be quite nice to work with them what's the most shocking thing that you found out
2: whilst researching a topic
0: i think the i mean we we did this topic in the book as well but the namibia genocide someone um had messaged just to cover it googled it and when we're doing like the research and everything and just very eerie to see how much it foreshadows the holocaust to come um and the fact that it was essentially genocide inflicted by germany within well germans colonial forces within namibia and it's really really dark mm. um and it's something that should actually be explained in context, within the context of World War II, but isn't. Um, and what was nice is that we got a message from a teacher. I can't remember whether she was in the UK or not, actually. But she did mention that she was telling her students about Namibia and what happened there within the context of World War II, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting because it just shows how the curriculum is slowly and surely being shaped by what we do. So yeah, because it all then makes more sense and it it does become quite alarming when you realise that this isn't the first time that such thing has taken place. What about for you
1: Astrid? For me it has, and I know we did this as a a podcast episode, but I think it's always, I don't know, kind of hit home to me why we do the podcast. It was The Trague of Silence. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think just understanding the story of Togossians and kind of Britain's involvement and Mauritius and how this Britain still has colony. And so it's just that to me was so insightful and just highlighted like there is so many things that, especially in the news or whatever, because there's other things going on that we ignore that we always assume are kind of gone and like, oh yeah, no, there's no one's colonising anyone. There's, you know, everybody's free to do whatever. But actually you've got this group and community who aren't don't have that freedom and don't have that and Mm -hmm. for me that was really um yeah a really interesting insight and just was like so powerful because we learn a lot and for me that was just one of the most shocking things just to still learn to know that it existed still Mm -hmm. yeah
2: you guys cover like some harrowing topics like some
1: dark stuff Mm -hmm.
2: do you have ways of almost dealing with that in between episodes because i'm sure it must be you must go deep into
0: some of the atrocities that have happened. It can be quite triggering. Yeah. I think with Steve Bicker, I was like, oh, this is actually really, really heavy, like his story. Um, we did an episode on him as well. And um it's quite difficult because you always feel like you're just switched on and attuned to this. Like any atrocity that you see, you're like, oh, it links. And it can be quite difficult. I don't know how to, there's not really a way to escape, if I'm honest. Mm. I don't know, is there? No,
1: I don't think, I think we just we're very open about about it but also i think it's about yeah it's i think it's important to recognize that yeah the things that did happen and that's the whole purpose of kind of i think why we exist is to really share those stories and make it into a reality because it does get lost and people don't know about this and we didn't know until we we create an episode about it so yeah no i do think it's we do always try to kind of just Share it and yeah, have a good rant on the podcast. that's what as we yeah, <laughs> recorded yeah. about, it. Mm-hmm. but yeah, because even when we stop recording, we normally just carry on and have like a bit of a chat and be like, Oh gosh, yeah, like, can you um,
2: record yeah. that bit, or is that
1: no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: can you get some behind the scenes? The behind the scenes. <laughs> to get that picture, yeah, you'll find it. <laughs> some premium, <content>. yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting that you mentioned like loads of teachers have you know approach you and i always explain to people when they say what's this continent about i'm like if i was back in school like this is the kind of stuff that i would need to have been listening to because it's so informative Mm. but just off the cards question did you guys study history like when you're growing up
1: no 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 history background um yeah more within the kind of marketing space is where i did it but i've always had an interest in history and so For me it was quite a nice element to explore and I think especially having grown up in Devon where there wasn't a lot of and still isn't a lot of diversity but if you fancy moving feel free it was quite difficult for me you know I didn't really come into London until I was about in my early 20s and so for me being able to like connect to that part of me and it sort of feels like with the book it is writing it or me, like you're saying around that younger self, something that you really needed. So then when I was in history class and we we're just going through discussing the world wars, I would sit there and be like, oh wow, there really were no black people in this World Wars. Like, do you know what I mean? But it's not you don't know because it's not an element that is given to you when you're learning history. So you kind of take what the teachers are saying at face value. So I'm like, well they've not shared any stories about Africans so well, there aren't any. But do you know what I mean? And so it's important to kind of highlight that within this
0: yeah. I did I did history GCSE all right skills. still holding on to the GCSE <laughs> all, right, all right staff, thank you very <laughs> much uh, oh,
1: was, I did I did do sociology that kind of crap, so. it's,
0: uh, but yeah no similar I've always I, I actually nearly took it to a level but I had to choose between that and English lit so anyway don't need to know about my educational history um, <laughs> so um, yeah I did history in school but again focuses just on the Tudors. You no, know, World War One, World War Two, no Black people. Literally just no black people. Know there black were people no black people. Any... <laughs> ancient Egypt, I don't think ancient Egypt counts. Because <laughs> they're not showing like they're not really showing what what was actually happening. It's it's the it's the closest we got. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like nothing. So yeah, because it just reminds me of when there was like a project and it was like, oh okay everyone, everyone's grandparents who fought in World oh. War. And you're just like oh. triggering.
1: I honestly I understand what teachers try and do with that project but I don't think they realize for certain communities like right what point do I get to because I really don't Some know. Some of us don't even have family trees mm. so it's yeah. actually
0: very it's wow. just kind it's of being conscious about that because mm-hmm.
2: mm.
1: I remember I had like similar homework and then you're like well this is going to be pretty empty you yeah. know like you don't have you know we don't have that sort of logging system and being able to say you know this is as far back and you've got these kids which is wonderful that they can kind of trace it back to some you know king or whatever but
0: mm. it's a privilege though isn't it because yeah. because their history hasn't necessarily been or it's always been spotlighted it's not, never been cast away mm. it's like been preserved by the victors it's very easy but it's actually quite difficult just trying to trace a basic family tree so i think that's another inspiration mm. behind the podcast just as be well. careful on the homework that you're giving out to kids because mm.
1: some of us Still holding it in and help, needing a bit of therapy to work on that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, I, th- I feel like we've covered like book and podcast kind of merged together. Yeah. But yeah, just going off of the specific questions about the book, like who is behind it all?
1: Who's the It's a Continent team? Like
2: literally. Sorry,
1: <laughs> I love the, word, the fact that you use the word team. It's so like <laughs> we're part of a team. Does this count as line management responsibility? Yeah. <laughs> Directors. There two directors. This this is the team yeah. <laughs> of the the podcast. This is the podcast team. Just, yeah, the podcast yeah. team is you and it is, I.
0: It's the two of us. It mm-hmm. can be quite tough because it's like, like indie podcast and all that stuff, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, but it's good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: all the emails, messages. That's why
0: we're so slow. To so
1: It's more what we tend to do and Chili does this more in the morning. It's about like 8 a.m. She'll send a message being like, one of us will be like, check, check the inbox. Does
0: anyone check the inbox? Check the inbox. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then you're like, oh, God, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so then it's like, if it's a long one, we're like, yeah, let's do that later. We'll schedule in some time. Yeah. So we have to, yeah, yeah, check the inbox. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is the podcast team. This is it. Mm. <laughs> Sweet. How have your family,
2: your friends, your community, your neighbors? You've spoken about, you know, the listeners, like, yeah, myself included. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bop, bop, bop. But, um, <laughs> how have they responded to you, like, with the podcast and the now the book, how have they responded to it?
1: everything, really. It was really like really positively. I went back um to my hometown in Devon and stuff and was catching up with school friends that I'd go grown up with and things and they were like Astrid, we always knew you'd do something like this. I was like, Yeah, right, do you know what I mean? And we always they, be really
0: great. yeah, you, be, <laughs> you
1: always do. Like <laughs> they were like, um, because when I moved to the UK it had no words of English, my French was impeccable, but now it's terrible. And they were the kind of my first kind of friends in devon that kind of taught me how to learn english and things like that and they were like literally the only words you knew were hello and goodbye and now you're writing a whole book in your second language i was like yeah that is pretty wild isn't it mm. so when i think about that when i literally couldn't string a sentence together and now I've got a got a whole book with my name on it so yeah that's that's not nice. it feels like such an achievement mm. and
0: yeah it's really big yeah mm. i don't have a uh, i don't have a story <laughs> yeah T-
1: Tilly was just all she, she had english down from day dot
0: so unfortunately <laughs> so, so <I> was,
1: <laughs> but no one ever quizzed me on my friends
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah no it's been nice to see lots of like messages of support from mm-hmm. different sort of areas of life just in general school friends work colleagues um family obviously friends so yeah it's just really nice to see the reception we've got so far it's not even out yet so mm. let's talk about the tone of the book i know you touched retouching it
2: earlier mm. but did you draw from any writing in, in like references whilst writing or was it just a case of this is the podcast this is what we're about and we're gonna write we sort of kept it
0: close to the podcast i think right? it's close to the podcast yeah. i mean there was some bits of shade that had to be removed because of them
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> actually got a bit too shady i think i got a bit too yes, shady got, i did it with yeah. a the shade was control like, was on the whole lighting
0: and all this def- defamation <laughs> oh, yeah been removed. Okay, 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 okay so whereas we could say it on the podcast which is ironic um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Do you
1: want someone to listen to it and be like mm, we're gonna, <laughs>
0: <yes. free laughs> so I'm speech, gonna it's okay i won't repeat it <laughs> 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 um but yeah it's we kept it as close to the podcast as we could whilst also making it an informative book because mm. i think it's more of getting the information down mm. um so yeah, you will see little quips, little bits of shade. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will be a bit similar, but I would say it's also more informative. informative. More info- yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that the podcast isn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. just more. Yeah, yeah
1: mm-hmm. you can say more, explore more. Yeah.
2: yeah. Do you have any um, specific chapters that you're excited for oh. your audience or readers <sighs> to get into?
1: For me, it's when I was reading the audiobook, there were bits that I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're like, I can't wait for someone to read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It kind of goes back to the question around some of my favourite, our favourite episodes. Yeah. For me, Egypt, because we always talk about... Those pyramids. Yeah, Titty Ch- never wants to approach it from a pyramid perspective never. so we, we, ne- we never will we never will I've been that's been vetoed so we always try it especially when it comes to Egypt and places that I think people are quite familiar with we try and find an angle that's slightly different and so with that one of my favorite because I think it was a yeah was mm. um Doria Shafiq so she's a woman that we explore as part of Egypt and that was just learning about her story was incredible, guys, honestly, find out who this woman is. She was a fantastic trailblazer um, of her time. And so for me, that's one of the kind of episodes. And actually, I think throughout the book, there are elements Where we do try and bring in women and their stories because i do think Mm. we try and made a conscious effort to really think about okay a lot of history is very much male dominated and so we don't want to lose the fact that there were women's women voices within that so in some chapters where we have got a story we always try and see find a way to kind of embed kind of what was the role of women and were there specific women that we can highlight and things like that so i think that's some of the things that i'm really excited about and just people just getting a bit of insight and be like i'm gonna go home and purchase another book or I'm going to go home and google that or read this journal or whatever so
0: yeah quite similar so um I've got the March on Grand Basson oh, which was really really good nice yeah so that was um, Cote d'Ivoire so um that's like a women's uprising against the colonial government and yeah it just shows an example of women mobilizing during colonial times what was your favorite part about writing the book did you have a favorite
2: part of the process or part of the writing when we saw it
1: in all formatted on pdf yeah we'd been working on word and stuff Mm. and had a folder system color coding (laughs) all of this stuff and i think we'd been reading it together and I felt like that was starting to feel like oh we're doing this thing but I think the first time that I saw it on a PDF on my screen and I was like I think we're writing a book yeah. <laughs> it just confirmed it for me that, that I was like I think for me that was that moment
0: yeah did you say the same for you Ginny? yeah I so. I also quite like the Airbnbs though; they were quite nice.
1: Oh, yeah. we had, we had like we really. <laughs> I feel like we paid I quite a lot, a good... spent a lot of detail <laughs> in terms of selecting the Airbnb. Of
0: course, I got a good deal. I made friends with the <laughs> the owner. What was wait, what was that place? What, what in Tunbridge ha- Wells. Tunbridge
1: Wells. Oh my gosh! There <laughs> okay. isn't it? Ask us where it is. We'll send it to we'll you because the link. Wow, William. My God, yeah.
0: honestly, literally, yeah.
1: we they had it was like a. Um, Kind of a flat there and were was two, two flats, two flats. Yeah. yeah and they both had like different themes so when we booked it we booked the the first time when we went to i think the it was regal like a, one yeah we went to kind of the regal one we were mm. like oh my gosh Beautiful. we love this honestly absolutely stunning and then we were like okay let's try the next <laughs> the next flat yeah. So the next retreat we booked the house of, selfies. We, we <laughs> the house of for selfies It had a bathtub in the living room and dining oh, area like wow. it was incredible we will hook you up if you fancy going to Tunbridge send, Wells. Drop us a DM. Yeah, we'll send it to <laughs> you because honestly, really amazing. Mm. Yeah,
0: really good.
2: You guys have mentioned these retreats. Like, What did that look like for the writing process?
0: It, it sounds like a yeah. So some of the early stays were really around just actually finishing off the writing. And then the later ones were really around just doing it out loud and making sure that the voice was the same, checking the copy editor stuff. So yeah. It kind of varies the different processes. So when we're still working relatively separately in the earlier stages, we just separate and just write in different rooms, etc. And then, as the process nears to a close, then we then kind of it's a a lot more collaborative. There were also lots of days at the British Library. Yeah, the British Library is weird because it's the only library I know that you can't actually take the books out. So, if you want to borrow a book, you have to stay there until you finish the book. Oh wow! And some of those rooms are cold. Yeah, really. Yeah, you can't, you can't bring you can't take water in. Mm. Uh, water. Uh-huh.
2: You can't take oh, water. Uh huh. You can't take water.
0: You can't take water. You can't take a pen. You can't take pens. The man even once was like, "You're not really allowed creams." And I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> <Are you> serious? <laughs> Want me to be actually <laughs> He was like, Let's... you know we're not really supposed to take cream.
1: that? <laughs> like. I, I remember, I remember the fa- bit <laughs> that I found most shocking is like as you're walking out and you've put your books back, yeah, you have to open up your, your la- you have to open up yeah. your laptop.
0: Yeah. Why are people ripping out pages in books? Yeah, apparently people put pages in their laptops or they'll try and take the book home because you again it's a library but you can't wow. take the books home. Wow. Um, yeah, because the first time I went, I was like, yes, yeah, so I can take it home, right? Mm-mm. No, you got to stay here. What's that? That's why we have a reading room. Because <laughs> <That's>,
1: yeah. <laughs> Do you not see all of these people. All the people, <laughs> here. Yeah, it's not out of choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that was... Wow. It was wild. Mm. Yeah. Lots yeah. of journal readings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What was the editing, editing process like? Like, how did that happen? Was it... Did someone else edit? Did you have an external person editing? Like, did you edit one another? Did you edit yourself?
1: I think through reading it together, we then would edit and kind of say, okay, this is the sort of structure we're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and also find that in between voice whereby I think tone down me, myself a little bit, but then also look at kind of bringing some of like Chini's voice in my in the chapters I wrote, but also bringing kind of my voice in some of Chini's pieces. So then it kind of feels like one voice as you're reading it mm-hmm. um, and stuff. So I think we managed to do that. Yeah, pretty well
2: yeah what was the most challenging part of the writing process
0: i think it's coming up with topics for certain countries i'm not going to name them because Mm. i don't want to disrespect them but some of these countries (laughs) i
1: don't want to disrespect thank you this is why we had to tone certain elements down of chili we would have been in courts
0: (laughs) no some of these countries you're just like what has redacted it's difficult to find a topic you're like oh man this is such a tiny country kind of the situation lends to itself because say if they don't speak english for example or it's so small the history isn't even documented that's accessible to us here in the uk for example mm-hmm. so it it it's it is the system essentially but some countries you're like wow it really took us a long time oh, yeah to come up with some topics or like having to i had to scrape um had to look at a topic by using Google Translate on a web page, oh, wow. on a book, to get the source that I needed. So some, or like pre-colonial the topics, sub- mm. it's mm. really, it's it's the problem that we're trying to solve. Actually, like came back to bite us a little bit because there's just no there, no, there was nothing on some countries, and that's through no, no fault of their own. No, <laughs> it's just because of the problem mm. that we have. How many drafts did it take for you to get
2: to the final masterpiece? oh god
0: it might be six <laughs> it's quite a five few or
1: six yeah yeah quite a few drafts a lot <laughs> yeah did you have to like majorly crack down or was that part of the editing process it's just as we went along because we didn't want and i think with the podcast it's not about detailing every single moment that happened within this period of time mm-hmm. else we would be writing an encyclopedia That's it. but it sound like yeah it like so that. we always try to kind of provide quite a there's elements of detail but high level enough that you feel like yes you understand what was going in the time but this person's story is this and I think it's always kind of I don't know I kind of see it as a book It is very much your starting point so it's not like a here's absolutely everything you need to know it's kind of taking that and I'm like oh actually I didn't know this let me go off and listen to the podcast because it's amazing um or let me go off and do my own research and i think that's what we like is like it's kind of like a starting point or a jumping off point for people to go off and do their own research and find out just pick a country that kind of really interests them or resonates with them and they're like oh actually that's interesting and i think that's mm-hmm. what we try to do with the topics that we've selected to kind of select areas that we feel someone will be like oh i want to find out more about this mm-hmm. person or era and let me go off and do my own research
2: mm-hmm.
1: Were there any topics in particular or themes that you were excited to dive into yourselves? I think the pre-colonial stuff is always interesting. Yeah, yeah because we, it's always a challenge and we always say this in the podcast to try and get something that's concrete and says this is what was happening but I think we always try and make an effort, a conscious effort to show stuff pre-colonial because things around colonisation, hey it's all documented, it's all mm-hmm. here's what happened and it's you know you're trying to create a balance and i think we do try and make an effort to bring some more pre-colonial stuff within this that i, I think is also an element i'm really excited for people to just yeah find out about because yeah. i think it does provide a different take on it because sometimes it, get, it can get a little bit depressing not gonna yeah lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was- uh,
0: yeah but yeah it's, it's like we try to include yeah lots of pre-colonial examples of pre-colonial leaders and how um african leaders should be also looked at in the same multifaceted way that european ones are so like alexander the great for example he was never condemned for having ambition of wanting more land or wanting to conquer more whereas some african leaders well in the book Mm. but um we we discuss one in one chapter we talk about how samory who was a leader um the french used that against him to say oh they want he wants to colonize you like come to us which is ironic it's just interesting to see the different behaviors of african leaders pre-colonialism I've just thought of a fact that was really good right, in the book. Djibouti. Didn't know
1: that Russia... Was it, was yes, it? Russia oh, wow. tries to Yeah, Russia had them, had tried failed. to have its own colony. Who knew yes. that? Yeah. Wow. Maybe everybody else does in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> just like, that is nothing new, but... Yeah. 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 There's, there's some good... Yeah, there are some really good topics that I think... Mm. It's just exciting. Like, it's coming up now and it's mm. close. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's felt like our thing... And I think there was a moment within the book. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people are gonna like start reading it. It's gonna go out there, and it's just been our mm. thing. Talk to me about the book launch.
2: Like, when is the book officially launching? And how are you guys celebrating as well? Like, I want to know
1: the details. <laughs> so it is out, hardback, ebook, audiobook, seventh of July. So yes, that is Yeah,
0: seventh yeah, yeah. of July. That's I'm left. gonna start marking that out. as well yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and we are we have both taken the day off
0: i doing <laughs> my hair first thing in the morning
1: oh yeah doing her <laughs> first thing in the morning we're still trying to figure out how the two of us we want to celebrate um I want to do something to market or mm. just like sleep uh <laughs> <Star>. <laughs> yeah, just do, yeah it'll be pretty chilled and then we've got a couple of events in July so we will be sharing um, a bit more information. It'll be on our website, but also on our socials that you guys mm. can join and kind of take part. Because I think the great thing about having a podcast is that there's, it's sort of the the listeners who have kind of helped it get to this point. And mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that you guys get to experience it and be part of the book um, as well. So we will be, yeah, be amazing if you guys can join us. There's a couple of, ev- of events we're doing in July September and also there's some in October. So yeah. you can't make one, don't worry. There's more. We've got you covered. Yeah. We've got others. We've got others. <laughs> there might so be
0: more, might be more coming. There. might be more. Might be more. So
1: um yeah. So that's how we're kind of yeah, spending time just discussing it, celebrating it. We're kind of doing the rounds and you'll be seeing us and hearing us in different places and stuff. So yeah, it's Amazing. it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting that so it's coming exciting.
2: through. Is it like do you get emotional like knowing that this precious baby that you've been working on for time is finally being shared with
1: everyone it is so even when we talk about it I think it just feels like a. I still feel so
0: surreal it feels so surreal it's so really a to, yeah. <laughs> to feel emotional. yeah <laughs>
1: I feel like during the first launch I will probably I'm not gonna put it out I, I did start a notes page with a speech I'm not gonna lie I did.
0: Okay. Well you can deliver that then. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing to say. So. I'll be doing a speech for both of us. Yeah, please. Probably not reflective of both of our thoughts, but hey. Um but yeah, I feel like when that happens and having like our friends, family and listeners in the same space that when I've been thinking about it, I'm like, Oh my god Yeah. That for me is the bit that's going kind of like, Oh wow, we actually Mm. Did this.
2: What are we gonna do? Like we literally speak every day. Just a final question. But what do you want your readers to think or feel? What do you hope that they will gain after
0: reading the book? Mm. Readers who perhaps are of African heritage would feel a sense of pride. That's what I would certainly hope to feel. Um, and that, you know, readers from other backgrounds feel educated, also proud because it is also like the rest of human history, it's just that Africans' history has been cast in the shadows, but mm-hmm. actually we should be proud of what the continent has contributed to the world on a wider scale and that's kind of what we want to highlight from from this book so yeah that's Mm. what i would say and just challenging perceptions i think for me
1: it's about people just really understanding the complexity
0: Mm.
1: and the challenges which different nations within the continent have gone through in terms of really under also explaining the way in which they currently are in certain nations exactly and i think having that understanding in terms of just the depth of the involvement. Because I think when we were recording the audiobook and stuff, um, a comment was made about like, wow, just there is so much stuff that countries like Britain did that we, we think we know in terms of just like how they present themselves. You're not quite sure. And it's kind of this savior complex, but actually just honing on the reality, but also realizing that there were really wonderful leaders as well mm-hmm. african leaders both men and women who really push to make changes and i think sometimes it's about the starting point around changing our narrative and impacting that and i think that's where that's what i'd like people to take away with it that is such a complex there's so many different elements to this story it's just not just one way and we're not just sort of well they got colonized and now well no there is so much complexity to our Mm -hmm. story it goes beyond colonization Mm -hmm. and yeah that's what i hope people take away from it Mm
0: -hmm. and that they love it also i can't
2: wait to read it like yeah amazing um what next? What's the continent? What next for Astrid and Chinny? Are we gonna get a documentary? Are we gonna get a film? <laughs> We're
1: manifesting. We're manifesting. What we next? are two huge documentary fans. Mm-hmm. That would be for me oh like, for both of us mm. I don't even have words.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: To do documentaries out there would be traveling um, the continent. Traveling the continent, mm-hmm. seeing different African nations and really beginning to there is definitely documentation but stronger kind of documenting and kind of revealing even more insights i think it's a continent in this kind of it's a stage one is very much about giving kind of a high le- level understanding and a starting point but i think being able to delve deeper and actually going is and telling that story through documentaries oh
0: yeah being able to talk to more people from the continent as well something we've been doing on our podcast speaking to um, for example Farido Naborema from Togo and Hazel Najinda from Uganda for example just hearing and amplifying more African voices mm-hmm. because their stories need to be told and um, it's quite nice because even when for example when we did the Cameroon episode and Namibia too we had comments from people from those countries saying you know thanks for telling our story because it's just not really mm-hmm. covered um, so yeah just really amplifying the voices of those within the continent would mm-hmm. be great
2: you know that I'm always so gassed when the first that like I'm so happy to be here interviewing <laughs> you. So thank you for asking
1: me, but yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know how to transition back yes. to no. Thank you so much. Honestly, nice. thank you so much. It's so nice to be in a space where, like, mm. with you with your podcast and ours. Just, I feel like it's really nice to bring them together and actually yeah. talk about the process because yeah being a small doing it yourself it's a lot of work it guys right? little... honestly you lot are just doing <laughs> bits like... it's a lot of work and so it's just really nice to be able to to share moments like this with everyone mm, i yeah. think that's what we're yeah honestly yeah. thank you so much thank for interviewing so us nice, but... it's
2: been an absolute pleasure Oh, oh yeah well, i you your work and yeah celebrate amazing. amazing thank, thank you. you thank you everyone